Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Here I am back, Brenda Shoshana, with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Every day, today, sunny day, blooms, little blooms coming on the trees, on the branches. From a dead branch, boom, a flower blooms. I believe that's a haiku. From a still mind, boom, (laughs) insight comes. From a quiet sky, boom, thunder comes. Change, change, transformation, transformation. There's an interesting phrase that says, transformations going on endlessly appear real only due to ignorance. That's a phrase in one of the sutras that we used to chant day by day. Ignorance? What is that? What does that mean? Well, it means delusion. Transformations going on endlessly appear real only due to delusion. Delusion. What is delusion? What are we talking about? The title of our talk for today is actually A Perfect Afternoon. And again, what is a what is a perfect afternoon? Again, delusion. So we're going to look at what is delusion? What are the dewdrops of delusion? And what is a perfect day, a perfect relationship, a perfect moment, a perfect afternoon? They're, they're all connected. They're all connected. Because most of us live our lives wanting perfection, wanting things to be right, to be good, to be beautiful to be just the way we like. And that is perfectly normal. And that itself is part of the wonderful the wonderful game of delusion. <laughs> delusion. Now here today, I'm, as I'm sitting here, I'm in the most exquisite spot for now. In the middle of the woods, the trees are blooming. I'm on my Zen cushion. I look right out this window and boom, on a what looked like a dead branch, what looked like a dead branch. Buds are blooming. Quite quite a miracle, really. So why is that delusion? Why? Here they are. They're blooming. Yes, indeed they are, and indeed to be appreciated. And indeed, this is the moment, the moment. That's the whole point of Zen. You know, we want a perfect, let's talk about the title, A Perfect Afternoon. We want everything to go just the way we plan. The meal, the friends, the adventure, the the interaction, the meeting, whatever might be happening that afternoon or that morning or that day, whatever. We have an image, and this is when we talk about delusion, we're actually talking about our images, images. We have an, an image of how the day is supposed to go, how our friend is supposed to be, what the outcome of our interaction or our business meeting or whatever must come. And then if it all matches our picture, our image, we're happy. And we say, oh, that's, it worked out perfectly. It fit, and what we're really saying is, it fit my image to a T. My hope, my dream, 
or my expectation. Put any word you want in there. Same with the relationship. Oh, this is a perfect relationship. He or she is behaving, or the child or whomever is behaving exactly as I think they should or I want them to. So you see, what we're doing basically, what we're doing basically is constantly superimposing our images, our wishes, our needs, so-called needs. These are needs we think we have, our so-called needs, our desires, all of the whole, whole panoply that comes up. We're projecting it out into the world. We're, we're, we're expecting it to be returned to us just as we wish, as if we're going to the restaurant. We're ordering a meal. We look at the menu and we tell the waiter or the waitress just what we want. And we want to have it come cooked just perfectly, just the way we like. And we somehow think that that is what life itself is also. If we have a perfect meal or a perfect interaction, it will deliver to us whatever it is we want, we're hungry for. A lot of hunger, so much hunger. Mm. But what are we really hungry for? What are we really ordering up here? (laughs) We don't usually take too much time to look at that. Is the food healthy? Is it really nourishing? What are these images that we cling to so ferociously? And I have to use, I like that word, ferociously, because we do cling ferociously to the way things are supposed to be. And we will exert every drop of life energy into making it turn out that the way we want it to turn out, the way we think it should be. In one way or another, most Zen talks return to this point again and again and again. And why so often? Again and again. And actually, that's what Zen practice is. It's just very simple activities again and again. Because it takes a long time to absorb and really digest this truth, this fundamental fact of Zen practice. It slowly, slowly penetrates our mind, our heart, our bones. Some days we just see it. We see it that we're putting all these dreams and images onto life that, as it is, as it comes to us. We see it, and then we forget again, and we get caught up in the dreams and images and the demands. So that is what is meant when we say delusions. It's not just a passing image or a passing dream or a passing confusion No, no, no. It's much deeper and actually more lethal than that. And I use the word lethal very carefully because delusions, when they're full-blown, they are lethal. They cause a lot of pain, a lot of harm. And even more than that, they take away the real beauty and magic, magical world we're living in and the harmony and all the really wonderful possibilities of what's in front of us right here and right now. These delusions prevent us from seeing and being with this very day, this very moment. They don't let us see the actual magical beauty of this dead branch 
blooming right now. We don't see it, or we don't, if we see it, we don't take it in. We don't value it. What is it? Nothing. A little bloom on a branch. So what? I didn't get the deal I wanted. So what? My boyfriend left me. Everything else is so what? Meaningless. And even today, in this day and age, we are hearing about, unfortunately, so many people actually committing suicide, giving up their life in so much pain, so much anguish that they will never see the incredible, magnificent, magical world they're living in today and all the secrets it has and all the joy it has and all the gifts that are waiting to be opened. There's a beautiful book called The Treasury of Unopened Gifts from another tradition by a rabbi, Rabbi Nachman, that's incredible book, The Treasury of Unopened Gifts. This world itself is a treasury of unopened or unreceived or unacknowledged gifts. And of course, of course, when we're caught in this delusion, when we're caught in our images of how it has to be and how it must be, how we insist it is, These gifts fall by the wayside. They're not even there for us. We can't even perceive them. And that is why they're called delusion. They're also called transformations going on in an empty world. That's the quote. Seem real due to delusion. So let's talk a minute before we go back to our topic of the perfect afternoon What does it mean, transformations in an empty world? What does that mean? What does empty mean? Now, that's a very big part of Zen practice. And most of us fear emptiness. We fear it. We don't want it. Who wants to be in an empty world? What does that mean? What does it mean? Right now, everybody alone, isolating, stores closed, streets, nobody walking on the streets. Is that what it means? Bleak, deserted? Does empty mean forlorn? without substance? What does it mean? Very important question. Because emptiness or loneliness or non-action is something that most of us are terrified of. We'll do everything to block it out. Parties, noise, radio, music, distractions, anything but to experience a real quiet, Actually, quiet, emptiness, lack of stimulation, lack of all the clamor that goes on in the world and then that goes on in our minds. That is feared, and it's called, for some, it's thought of as emptiness. And Zen practice transposes a very, very different experience of emptiness. So we see that that Emptiness is not empty, just the opposite, just the opposite. When we become still, when we let go of these fixed notions and demands, when we give up the fight, so to speak, (laughs) let life be life, let Zazen be Zazen, as we said last week, give Zazen to Zazen, give life to life. When we give up the fight to twist it, change it, order it in a certain way, when we give it up, 
the so-called emptiness turns into great fullness. And that's the truth. I promise you, that's the truth. So when you sit, really sit, and somehow, some days, the very noisy sitting, filled with thoughts, memories, that's okay, too. That's just part of practice. We all have sits like that, practice days like that, and there's nothing wrong with it. Actually, in Zen practice and in life, there's nothing wrong with anything that appears. It's just appearing and then disappearing, (laughs) arising and falling naturally, like your breath, arising and falling, like a wave, nothing to be distraught about, just to be with the wave as it comes and as it goes. And as we do that, more and more, we also have other days where out of nowhere it seems that emptiness appears or that quiet appears or that lack of holding on. We're not gripping and grasping. I think that's a better way to describe emptiness. We're allowing We're not clinging to a frozen image of how life has to be. We're not clinging to it. We're not pursuing it either. We're not pursuing an image. How beautiful. We're simply being fully with what is real, what is here. Now the word real, unreal, Empty, delusion, these are words. Remember, these are simply signposts along the way. But we need them because basically that's part of the world of delusion is believing that these words mean something different than what they really point to. So at the practice of Zazen, the practice of a perfect afternoon, which means whatever comes to you is really perfect because you are with it receiving it, taking it, enjoying it in a very different way. You're taking it as it is, minus all your ideas about it, demands about it, hopes for it. You're just being with it, taking it, saying, yes, thank you. In your heart, a thank you comes. It just comes. Because deep down inside, we long for that. We long for a complete full moment. How interesting is this contradiction? Out of this emptiness, great fullness appears. Out of the quiet, great healing comes. Great clarity comes. So that the delusion, so so to speak, meaning the ideas, the hopes, the demands, all those... They could pop up, but they're just little bubbles on the stream, and then they pop away again. They don't take hold. They don't ruin the day. We're not confused. We see them for what they are. So that is what a perfect afternoon is beginning to point to, the real perfection of everything that's here, including this Difficult, difficult time for us all. Very difficult, no question. And yet containing great learning, teaching, strength, wisdom that we can't even imagine, but that we, we are confronting. And the more we are quiet and the more we are accepting and the more we put down all our 
plans, beliefs, ideas, models, expectations, terrors. Just put it down and be with each moment as it comes. The more you'll understand and see that even in the midst of the worst pandemic, this is a perfect afternoon. So I thank you so much for listening. I love sharing with you. I love it. I love receiving your wonderful emails. Please keep them coming at topspeaker at yahoo.com if you have any questions or anything you'd like to discuss. Uh, the website for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. I'll be doing a Zen talk uh, for the Inisfara group on Sunday. May 24th, and also on Wednesday, um, I believe next Wednesday, I have to double check. I'll have to double double check that with you and get back to that day as well. Um, I think it's the Wednesday after, but, but I'll let you know and I'll be on Zoom and it'd be fun to see you and say hello. Anyway, Contact me again at topspeaker at yahoo.com for specific information. And may each moment bloom. Bye-bye for now.